We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from New Athens, Illinois. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And uh, just so we, because we always forget to do this, Matt, what what show is this? This (laughs) is Wrestling Wrestling with the Basics. basics. Okay. Um, So here's my thought. Uh, No jokes, no jokes, because we are now, this is Ash Wednesday, by the way, Matt. Uh, Unless, of course, you're listening to it the Saturday after, in which case it's still the first uh, week in Lent. Um, uh, and I'm I'm wondering if I'm becoming my grandmother, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Um, Why do you say that, John? <laughs> well, my grandmother she she was probably one of the finest Christian women I ever knew. In fact, I'm here. I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I I spent my lifetime being a pastor. That was my life vocation because of my grandmother. I, I think of that stuff that Paul writes to Timothy about his mother and grandmother, and that was certainly true of my granny, uh, Anita Walkenhorst, because I'm a Christian because of Anita. Uh, you know, you talked about that last week about uh, our, our love for our children and our wanting them to be with us in heaven, and, and God certainly used uh, granny to accomplish that. But granny didn't like change in the church, okay? Uh <laughs> And we like to think the church is pretty static, but let me tell you, after being in it for 40 years, it isn't. It's constantly, constantly changing. Uh, and the big change in Granny's life was individual communion. Matt, have you ever known the church without individual communion? I'm just asking, because you're the young guy. Sure. Well, what do you mean by, by individual communion, John? Well, that, that that you have the little cups. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so that's single serve communion. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No, yes. I think that's pretty common now. And certainly where I serve, that's our practice as we have both the chalice, the common cup, as it's sometimes called, and then the individual cup, uh, those smaller cups for communion. And certainly during COVID, that's, that's come in handy. But yes. Familiar with that, John? So, so, and and I don't. I think it's everywhere. I cannot. I've never been to a church that didn't have the the individual cups. Uh, but there was a time when all we had was the one chalice, and I don't know what the church would have done in the time of COVID because we didn't have individual cups. That was not an option. All we had, and and so when individual cups came into a Messiah Lutheran there in Independence, Missouri, uh, I remember Granny saying, "I just hate that." I just hate that, Jesus. Yeah. Because every time I see that, I'm thinking of someone taking a shot of whiskey. 
she said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm thinking, Granny, I don't think you in your life have ever taken a shot of whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> and I cannot picture you hanging out at places where people are taking shots of whiskey. How do you even know? <laughs> you know? Well, I don't know. Granny might have gotten around, John, more than you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, because when you know your granny, they're, they're getting up there in age. So who knows what Granny might have been doing as a young woman. <laughs> But that's that's she just just hated. And I'm finding myself the same way. I'm seeing all of these changes that you youngsters, you young punks are doing in the church. And I'm not quite so sure I like them either, Matt. So so what I did when because I wasn't a pastor at that point. So I had no control. I had no personal practice and I I didn't didn't bother me if people wanted to have individual communion cups and so I just kind of rolled my eyes whenever granny would say I just don't like that I don't like yeah. that yeah you know uh, and I'm just hoping people won't roll their eyes at me on this episode <laughs> okay of course not John of course not <laughs> well, because it, it's not good to roll your eyes at people I, I should have taken the time to try to talk to granny and understand why she had the concern she did uh, and I think she did because actually there were some problems with alcoholism uh, within her uh, family and I think maybe those were you know, brought up the images, like you said, uh, of the, the taking the shot. Um, so, so just everybody, please, I'm going to say some things maybe you're not going to like, maybe you're going to disagree with, but give me a chance, okay? We will give do our best. We will do our best to be patient and loving and evangelical toward you, John. Well, so thank you. Say what, be, feel free to say what you like to share. Because there's been all kinds of practices now that weren't when I was a boy, but have come into the church now for Lent, for Holy Week. Uh, and I'm not so sure I, I like these things. But before we talk about the specifics, the specific novelties, and that's going to aggravate people right there, but that's what novelties. they are. They're, novel, they're novelties. They weren't doing it when I was a boy. Um, but I want to just talk about some scriptural things to start off with. Matt, you got your Bible handy there? Yes, it is. <laughs> like, like I haven't sent you a sheet with all these passages on it. Right. All right, we'll go and play the game. We actually uh, prepared a little for this episode. We, we, so did. we did. Believe it or not. Mark, Mark 7, if you would read Mark 7, 18 through 23. All right, here we go. And he said to them, uh, Jesus said to them, then you, then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from the outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these th evil things come from within, and they defile a person. So this is, this is the definitive teaching of Jesus, whereas uh, Mark gives a parenthetical comment, thus he declared all foods clean. Uh, because the way you deal with food has always been a, a big part of church practice, uh, and certainly in Judaism, uh, the way you handle food, man, that was a crucial part of worshiping Yahweh. 
Um, and, and it's also been a crucial part of Lent. I, I don't know if people realize that, that originally the Lenten season wasn't about having extra Wednesday night church services uh, or, or anything like that, but it was about fasting. That's what Lent was. It was a time when you fasted. Uh, and I don't really want to get into a lengthy discussion about fasting because uh, fasting back in the old days wasn't that you didn't eat for days. It, it was that you didn't eat during the daylight hours, okay? And when night came, you could eat all you wanted. Um, and within the Roman Catholic Church, that, that tradition was kind of altered yet a little bit. So you couldn't eat, you couldn't eat meat. Now, it isn't you couldn't eat on a Friday, but, but you couldn't eat meat. And for a guy who loves cod, that, that never was an issue for me. <laughs> in fact, I'm frustrated now that in Roman Catholicism, they only practice the Lenten fast during Lent. You know, it used to be all year round, which meant any Friday I could go get a really good fish dinner down at St. Agatha's. Well, darn them. Now I can only do it during the six weeks of Lent. <laughs> all right. Um, but here's the point. This passage isn't really talking about food, as Jesus points out. He's talking about what makes a man holy or unholy. And Jesus is saying it never has anything to do with what you do on the outside of you. That has nothing to do with your righteousness or your holiness. That has to do with what's inside of you. And, and Luther points out that this isn't just about food. It is about that issue. Where does our spirituality exist? Is it inside of us or is it impacted by what's outside of us? I've got a quote from Luther, if you wouldn't mind reading that uh, uh, on, on the sheet there, Matt. Sure. Uh, so you see uh, that this one saying of Christ mightily condemns all the monastic orders and their religious regulations. For if what goes into the mouth does not defile, how much less will that defile which is put on the body? Whether cowl, coat, shirt, pants, shoes, or cloak, whether green, yellow, blue, red, or white, <laughs> motley, or whatever. The same is also true of places, whether churches, cells, houses, or the rooms within them. So, 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 so the key principle is—can you hear me, Matt? Yeah. Okay. I was having a little trouble with my mic. That's why I ask. So, so nothing we do on the outside of us affects our holiness. No, no, that's something with two exceptions. And we'll talk about the two exceptions. There are two external things that have a profound effect on our holiness. And we'll talk about why those two external things, uh, three maybe, three maybe. Uh, and we'll talk about why they haven't. But most the things you do on the outside of your body, they don't they don't change what's going on with you spiritually. Uh, that that's the clear teaching that Jesus has in this passage. Okay, so Matt, do you have any comments about that basic principle? Nothing you do on the outside can change what's going on in the heart. Uh, any yeah. comments about that? Well, yeah. So uh, verse twenty one, yeah, from. Within, out of the man's heart, come those evil thoughts and desires and other things. So, well, what's in the heart? It's a matter of the heart, ultimately. Uh, what yeah. is the human heart? And on its own, the human heart is, is evil. It's dark. It's ugly. It's sinful. And Jesus is bringing that out. So, yeah, it's not just the food we eat or the clothes we wear, as Luther puts uh, describes so colorfully, literally colorfully in that quote. Uh, but it's what's in the heart and what comes out of the heart. So, so that's, that's my first point, that uh, um, uh, 
nothing we do externally. It, it is all about the heart. We have to have something that will affect and change the heart. And external things, except for two. I, we'll get back to that. There are two things that really do change the heart. But every other external thing, nah, that's not going to affect how we are. But, I, now, I, you know, I think, you know, just, just to kind of make the distinction, you know, the, the external things we do can be sinful, right? So yes, we can say you know. unkind words that are external. We can steal something. That's certainly an external act. Uh, but again, that's flowing from that sinful heart for one. And then two, those external things aren't defiling us or making us sinful. We're the ones that are doing the external things that are that are wrong, that are coming out of the heart, uh, as Jesus says. So, yeah, we can do sinful things that are external. Uh, but again, uh, the, the root of the matter is is the heart. Yeah. So, so absolutely. So we, we do things, but that just reflects, that's not the problem. It's not the problem that it's you're speaking harsh problem. words, yeah. but as you said, yeah, it's reflecting the heart that is sinful. So let, let's move on to my second point. Um, so here's all these practices that we, we have brought in to Lent that we never had when I was a kid. Um, the first one that I'll point out, because I think you, you're doing this, uh, uh, the the whole uh, imposition of the ashes, as they call it, where people come up and you you take some ash and you make the sign of the cross on their forehead. Are are you doing that there at Ascension? We are. Um, okay. the, the, the The struggle this year is how do you do it with COVID uh, during a yep. pandemic? Uh, but yes, uh, we. We typically, every year, yeah, as part of it is the imposition of ashes. Well, now you've gotten me. So how are you doing it? How is the practice different for COVID? Yeah, good question. Someone suggests we get a big plastic finger and, and use that. <laughs> I don't think we're going to go that route, though. Uh, but, but what we're doing, it's another church in our circuit uh, came up with the idea. Uh, and I thought at first, well, that's a little silly. That's kind of overkill. But but no, I think we're going to do it too. We're, there's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a cotton applicator, so it's like a Q-tip, only longer. Yeah. We're going to put that in ash, make the sign of the cross uh, on people, and then we're going to throw it away and get a new one for the next person. So six, six foot? Is it six foot it's long? It's a right? six footer. So no, not six quite. foot Q-tip. <laughs> so uh, we're we you know we're we're just about properly socially distanced, but at least no. Uh, human touch, human contact. And I mean, my concern is, well, one, people's health, but then two, I, I don't want that health concern to be a distraction to what we're really trying to do here. And uh, the, the the symbolism, at least, that, that comes with the imposition of ashes. So now, now here's, I, I got two questions. To, and, and by the way, like Matt said, we did some study but but this really it's all impromptu here. So who knows where this will end up? So, so, <laughs> What's what, new? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm wrestling with the basics. Yeah, actually, mo- most of our shows, one or the other of us come, and we pretty well have everything lined out that we want to say. Uh, uh, so why didn't you just say, "Let's just not do it. Let's just not do it." Yeah, and we certainly but, could. We certainly yeah. could. Um, you know, it is called Ash Wednesday, and so yeah. so the imposition of ashes seems to go kind of hand in hand. That's not the only reason it's called Ash Wednesday, but um, we I, I think that it is a uh, not something that's required, and we could j- very easily say no, we're just not going to do that this year. Uh, but at the same time, I think there I think there's value to it too. 
um, there's a value and, and certainly um, that sign of repentance that comes with the imposition of ashes. So, so when we, when we do the ashes, okay. So uh, when we, when we apply the ashes to people, we say those words um, that, that are going to be said at their gravesite someday, uh, unless Christ returns first, dust you are. And remember that dust you are to dust you shall return. Uh, it's a reminder of their mortality as they come forward. Uh, and certainly ashes, that sign of repentance throughout the Bible and uh, um, coming before the Lord in humility, uh, seeking forgiveness. And then also uh, the ashes are in the sign of the cross, uh, the reminder of, of Christ crucified uh, for us. Uh, and then it's my hope that when they go home, they're going to wash those ashes off and uh, be reminded of their baptism uh, as, as water washed them free from sin in the waters of holy baptism, water in the word. Uh, so also, uh, when they wash off those ashes, maybe a reminder of that. Uh, it's not another baptism, right? It's not an, a literal baptism. It's just a reminder of our baptism. So, you know, I, I, why do it still? Well, I guess my answer is I think there's value to it. It's not required, uh, certainly, but yeah, I, th I think there, there's value as part of our, our, Lenten, um, our Lenten devotion, you might say. So, so let me ask you another question, because sure. uh, you're actually not young blood so much anymore. You, you, you've been at this for a while now. Yeah. Um, but when you started, at when you started there uh, as a vicar, let's go all the way back to when you vicared yeah. there <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. in Waterloo, right? Well, um, I mean, no, you, you vicared with me. Yeah, I was. No, you. Were, <laughs> I can't remember how this all. See, I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was Waterloo where you served. Yes. That was so, yeah, 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 it was, uh, yeah, 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 you, you bet. Yeah, that was my first call was to Waterloo, yeah. and yes. Yeah, because, um, uh, yeah, you vickered here. Because <laughs> no, I could answer right, that question. <laughs> but so, so did they do the imposition of ashes when you were uh, pastor there, or did that come later? Yes, no, no, we, we were doing it there, too. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, that's, all, been, that's all, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much my whole ministry. That's been the practice. All right. And the reason I was asking that is because, see, that wasn't for me. When, when I came into ministry, nobody was doing the imposition of ashes because it's Roman Catholic. That's what oh. Catholics do. And we don't do what Catholics do. <laughs> What's yeah, wrong I think with a, you? I think a lot of people, I, you know, and I think uh, even today, I think, a, I think you're right, John. I think a lot of people identify that with, with Roman Catholicism. Yeah. So, so are we going to start eating fish on Friday? Is that the next thing that we're going to start doing? Which is okay with me, because <laughs> the Catholics aren't doing it anymore, and I'm I love fish. Uh, um, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> am I sounding like my grandmother? Is is that what we we've come to? I am being patient and listening, John. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And and let me say, I appreciate. I appreciate the the meaning you gave to that act in terms especially of relating it to baptism and all of that, okay? Uh, and, and I guess that's what I'm driving at. I, 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 you're right. That's not necessarily a bad practice. But would you read, would you read a portion of the gospel from Ash Wednesday? Because I must admit, it, it strikes me as strange that we read this gospel on Ash Wednesday and then we do something which seems 
to be the opposite of what Jesus is telling us to do. So if you would read Matthew 6, please. Yeah, I, I'm with you, John. I read this on Ash Wednesday as, yeah. you know, as we're as we're all sitting or standing there with ashes on our foreheads. And this is what Jesus says. I think it's 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 a it's interesting. So yeah. this is from the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And and so, again, it's the same point that Jesus made earlier, that the spirituality is about what's inside, not what we're doing outside. And, and I'm afraid that still worries me. I, I, I appreciate all the explanations you've given, and, and I do understand that it can be done properly. Uh, and, and, and that people can say, ah, oh, this is a symbol of all these things. Uh, and in fact, uh, with Luther, I would say, yeah, that's what they, I can see that. This is child stuff, right? We do object lessons for children. And, and certainly then, uh, for those that are, uh, you know, maybe young in the faith, this is a good object lesson. And it is. I, I love that insight. We go home and we wash off the ashes. But I, I also worry that some people aren't taking it, are, that people are rather taking it too seriously. Mm-hmm. That this all of a sudden becomes a ritual that that you really need to do. You really need to do that. You're not truly repentant if you haven't gone and had the ashes imposed upon you. And and that scares me because I do think there is that attitude uh, in our church. Now, maybe I'm wrong. And again, you can roll your eyes, but I can give you my reasons why I'm concerned about that. How How would you respond to that, Matt? Well, I, I would say if if, <clears throat> if someone says you you are not repentant or you're not observing Lent if you don't get ashes on your forehead, well then I would say you're you're misunderstanding what the ashes are about. Um, they're they're just uh, they are not repentance in and of themselves, right, John? You know this isn't right. commanded anywhere in Scripture, and I think it it goes back to what you started with. It's a matter of the heart, and that's that's what we want to. Uh, to rend during the season of Lent. That's what the focus is. Created me a clean heart, oh God. Renew that right spirit within me. It's not about the ashes. Uh, if anything, the ashes are maybe that outward symbol and an unnecessary one at that of, of what's going on in our heart. Uh, I might put it that way. Um, yeah. So I, I like how this, this verse starts out. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. So if that's why you're doing this, <laughs> um, you've got it wrong. You're even sinning, I would say, by getting ashes applied to you, if that's your motivation uh, for, for having those ashes on Ash Wednesday. And and so I've just occurred to me, I, I have I have I wanted to reform the practice. I want to reform the practice. And and this, I, I like the idea that you put it on your head and then you wash it off. But I would suggest do that immediately. Hand everyone little, uh, since it's COVID, because <laughs> it would be a lot more powerful, I think, if you just had a bowl of water sitting there that everyone would come up and then wash the yeah, ashes well, off. That's, that's an idea, but, yeah. 
but but if you had like the little disposable wipes, a moist towelette. <laughs> moist towelette. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you something. Talk about offending the weak. I, I know when I uh, last time we were still doing things at the radio station, and I remember we recorded on Ash Wednesday, and I came up there, and everybody coming out of the thing, and everybody in the building had these little crosses of ash, and I really felt left out. It was a strange feeling, but I thought, man, I'm not part of this fellowship because I don't have little ashes on my forehead. Uh, And so in light of what Jesus says here about it is a matter of the heart, a matter of privacy— if you're going to do it, maybe you should everybody wash it off. Now, I know that people, oh, but this gives us a chance to witness. But I'm thinking, yeah, what it is is people say, oh, look, they got an ash on their head. What does that mean? You know, and it might be an opportunity. People might ask you. But I'm thinking probably acts of love and kindness would be a lot better witness than just some external sign like this. Um now, I, I, can I pick this up? I don't know if I want to do the whole next episode on this, but there are, I, I want to share with you what the Lutheran confessions, because we are Lutheran. We've, we've come out of the closet years ago, because the Lutheran's confessions actually address this, and it addresses it just the way you, you address it, Matt. No one's saying this is wrong to do. Uh, and if I if I if I'm communicating that, then I'm sinning because that's not what I want to say. Put the ashes on if you want. Uh, I'm just asking that people remember that it's about the heart. It's not about and nothing we do externally is a worship of God, with two exceptions, and that is baptism, and that is the Lord's Supper. Those are two external practices that do make a tremendous spiritual difference. Why? because they have the clear command and the clear promise of Jesus Christ. Jesus clearly says baptism does save you, and he clearly says that this is his body and blood given to us for the forgiveness of sins. And that's why those two external things can affect the heart, because they call for us to believe the Lord Jesus from the heart. Well, anyway, Matt, we're out of time. This has been Wrestling Wrestling with with the the Basics. 